Welcome to Feminized. It's time for a show that turns the spotlight on the powerful women shaping cannabis culture. The cannabis industry is on fire and women are sparking it up. If you like the show, please subscribe. You can also subscribe to the Feminized podcast with Liz Grow on YouTube and Instagram. The future is feminized. Of business development for IceFire, Luna Stauer is known for reliable and really dope hardware. But to the cannabis community, she's a thought leader, warrior, and fearless advocate for social justice and equality. Luna may represent the hottest new cannabis technology and brands, but make no mistake, she is a fierce protector of the legacy market because that's where she comes from, and she reps it well. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Oakland, California, Luna Stauer. Hey, sis. You're now listening to the Feminize Podcast. So these guys, I just have to give them a shout out. Um, Luna, they love you so much. Patrick and Tannis. Oh, my. I, it's it's all love, man. We're all here in it together. This is a wild ass industry. And when we find good people that we can trust, it's like family instantly. Yes. It's like I said, it's kind of sad that like th- th- that it's so rare that we have to like hold on to each other so desperately when we find good people. But that's how we're doing it, and especially being a media producer. That's like the way to do it as an educator. Like that's I got my master's in urban education and social justice. So I mm. literally studied it, this exact work. And even though it's not I'm not working in public schools anymore, there, there's this element of just like raising the consciousness and vibration that all plant medicine brings. Right. Because Yes. I'm also working, you know, with psilocybin and other entheogens, too. So it's really it's just like, how do we just connect? with everything that we already have like mother nature provided us with everything we need in our bodies and in the world and we just keep like complicating things you know so this is like education to me is so close to my heart and I'm just so so stoked to see people that are prioritizing it because you could be out there like selling a product or doing all this other stuff around the plant and really at the end of the day like what you're doing is really the most important which is spreading the word Oh, my sister. I mean, I feel like instantly we got each other on that level because you are doing that too. Very much so, you know, with products, um, with the consumer. I mean, you are there, you know, you're VP of business development for iSpire. Okay. You a bad bitch and you're on the streets on the streets but you are you are in in the conferences you're on the street you are hiding behind my computer no you're teaching people how to use the plant in a way that serves them you know and you are working with the most dope company and i am just so grateful to have discovered ispire thank you liz blaze you I know, right? Shout out, Liz. You can remove the little caution hot sticker and just put it on you just because you're so hot because it doesn't really get that hot. I don't know why they put it on there. Okay. Okay. Good. Not hot. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And ugly. Yeah. It's just kind of, I don't know why I just yeah. noticed. I'm just like, I don't know about that. I just realized it's on mine too. Okay. Oh, I like this. This is what we, this is what you do. This is what we learn on the Feminized podcast. Okay. Careful, I'm hot. Um, yeah, we're, we are hot. So, so yeah, let's, um, Luna, I want to, I want to learn about you. Take me back. Take me back. Are we recording? You, yeah, we are, baby. Oh, nice. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I thought we were still in pre-mode. Well, I'm already dabbing. So there's the behind the scenes right there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm now the vice president of business development for iSpire. So iSpire does dope hardware for the cannabis community. We do uh, B2B white label vapes and disposables in cartridge form as well. Um, and we also do dab devices like our induction heated dab all-in-one dabber and also our wand, which is a replacement for the torch. Um, both of I which love- you guys have used and loved. And- 
utilize. Love so much. Let me pause though, because one of the things I love the most, um, so many features I love about this piece and also the wand is that the charger um, is USB-C, right? And so thank you for that. But also you can use it while it's charging and I need to charge mine because I use mine a lot. So, right. So right now I'm on my computer. I just unplugged my MacBook and I can plug it right into my dab and use it while it's plugged in and just continue. That's what I'm going to be doing right now. Excuse me. Actually, no, I can take my computer charger out. I mean, that's our mission is literally creating premium life experiences, whatever that means. So even if it means just your charging experience, like that's down to the nitty gritty of what we want and what we're so because most of these Chinese hardware companies don't have a face. They don't have American um, representatives and they're not from the cannabis culture and we're not brokering. We own the factory. We invented vape back in 2009. We brought the first vertical coil vape pen to market and the patent on it mm. back before anyone was even using it in cannabis, you know, for six years or something. It, it wasn't until cannabis started using it. So um, this is something that we've been working on a really long time, but they knew our, our founders knew like, we're not just going to be another, um, Chinese company because they're, it's not working. And so all everyone at Icefire, hundred percent of us, um, are here in LA. We have a couple people remotely. I'm in Oakland. We have Denver, Arizona, and NorCal as well, um, as some territories, but really we're just here to listen. We just, I come from the vape space. I was working with Jetty Extracts for many years. I was one of their first employees and founding uh, members of that team and brought on, um, you know, the sales and marketing for that and trying to go to market when you have faulty hardware, when you spend a year in a sales cycle, trying to get into a store like Harborside and the batteries aren't charged or something leaked. I've had my career sabotaged by bad Chinese hardware. And so, um, and I also have, um, I'm not going to say the name, but there's another famous all-in-one dab rig that I started using. I've been dabbing for about 10 years. Salud. Um, I was usually like an email dabber and a torch dabber, but when the E1s came out, of course I wanted to go for it. And I had nothing but nightmares. I couldn't get customer service on the line. By the time I did, my warranty was expired. I, and then by the time I got one that worked, the atomizer died and then I had to keep buying atomizers. So for me, I've been on the pain side of both of the, you know, our direct to consumer devices and the, the white label vapes. Um, I've been the recipient of a brand on both of the, and a consumer on both of those sides. And when you're just trying to get medicine and something's faulty, it's like, we put so much time, energy, and love into the marketing and formulation of these oils and how we talk about them and the terpenes and the balances and no residual solvents and no heavy metals. And then we just put it, it's like putting a Cadillac motor into like an El Camino. Like what was the point if it's all just going to poop out or, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just disrespectful. The reason I got into hardware, I never thought I would move away from plant touching, but really it's like, I just want to see small cannabis businesses and patients and, and recreational users too, which are not as important to me, but of course we service them too. Mm-hmm. Just have a good experience with cannabis. Yes. They're having bad experiences with their opiates. They're having bad experience with PTSD. They're having bad experiences with edibles or whatever too yeah. much for them. And they have something that's an inhalant that is fast acting and can stop an anxiety attack in its tracks. It can put your ass to bed. It can help you. I mean, for me personally, if I puff on can you know, any kind of cannabis or take a dab before like intimacy, like my, my ability to go into my body and the things I'm able to do are heightened in ways that like only cannabis can do. And so, yes. you know, it's transforming my life and my relationship with my body, and my relationship. So yes. this isn't just like, 
a, a soda that like you drink at a party. This, this is transformational medicine. And if you don't respect it in down to the very, you know, our CRO, Jeff, who I love and is, is a great mentor, always says how you do one thing is how you do everything. And the thoughtfulness and the intentionality of the high vibrations we're trying to bring not only in our yes. staff, but in our products. Because, you know, you came to us at Champs and you were like enveloped in love. And this is a whole trade show. You know, a massive I, multiple football fields full of people who love you and who have the best product and who have the best weed. And that may be true, but it's crazy. And there was a reason. Okay, Luna, I just have to tell this is really the sweetest memory of it's it was a grow house media team memory. Even before we met you, we knew there was a reason we were being pulled to you. Okay. And we just got done shooting our day two of three or four days in Las Vegas for MJ Biz. And it was Patrick and I, and we're, you know, used to it. We have our endurance. Well, we had our new guy, Tannis, who was really, you know, this was a big test for him and he was fucking killing it. And he's also 25. So he's adorable and he looks young. So I was dying as we're going, as we're fighting the crowds to get to you, Luna. I was like, come on, Tannis. Come on, Patrick. I with my little ire and it was like so embarrassing like on a mom level but I didn't care because I was being pulled and the minute we rounded the corner and saw you and your team it was like their minds were blown like blown so and thank you. A lounge for you to sit in. We always have real cannabis because we're real cannabis people. Yes. We're not giving you away cheap things. If we give you something, it's a hemp hat or a hemp um, lanyard or, you know, our shirts are always made with intentionality, handmade. Like all, all of the things we get printed are printed in Venice, California, like every little thing. And this is what I, I love about women in the space too. And in the industry is, you know, Jess, our marketing director um, who you've worked with in the key. So they add that element and it's not about, women and men it's the feminine yin and the yang male energy and i think mm. that's so important with this plant there's yin receptive energy like you said you were drawn in mm. the way that capitalism and 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 masculine centric business moves is very colonial it's very like i want to conquer and take and i i'll make a buck today and miss out on a million tomorrow because it's not about the long term it's turn and burn exit strategy right mm -hmm. and with in the feminine and in the yin and the receptive, it's an abundance mindset. The other is a scarcity hoarding mindset. The other yeah. one waits until it's the right time and things flow beautifully, just like the plant. You can't force mm. it, right? No. So in it's like you can either be in the pimps and hoes game and treat her like she's that, or you can be in the game that we're in, which is saying we recognize that this is changing the world and we're going to actually elevate it at these trade shows where there's all of these smoke shop owners that are selling like erection pills and kratom and e-cig and liquor to have something in there like Delta eight or CBD and how, like, why is that a different conversation? Why does one need education and deserve education? And the other does it. How can we make everyone a bud tender in this way? Oh. And I, you know, education, we were talking about yes. that in the book that, yeah. How are we, how are we, how are we empowering people to know more about their bodies and themselves? And then the cannabis can be fit in. Right. The wellness thing is it's not really, Stockholms <clears throat> are not waking up to weed. They're waking up right. to themselves and their ability. It gives me chills. Cannabis is one tool in many of our tool belt of entheogens. And like, we have this wellspring of knowledge. And I, I appreciate that women remind us of that. They keep us in the nuance and in the ether and they keep a more of a deeply seated relational space and a groundedness than a lot of the masculine energy in the space, because 
really, as you know, you know, when you try to grasp something, it goes away. And when you're open to it, it comes and love is lucrative. And that's what I talk about all the time. I scream it from the rooftops because I wish people would bake into their bottom line, a triple bottom line that like you can give back, you can have sustainable packaging, you can lower your footprint, you can have fun and educational edutainment posts on Instagram, not just it be all like trap life and like cheesy songs and like women <laughs> half naked and like clouds of smoke. Right. What are you actually, what's your value prop? Yes. And you're not going to sell it with, with these. I mean, it doesn't hurt. No, but no, 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 no. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be older. I'm not, I'm not doing this to be older and dismissive. I'm doing no, it to not. show the, 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 the violence and the, and the, and this, and the, the, um, the rape culture that's involved in a lot of marketing. If you look at med men and you, you know, there's, or ignite or these people that are no longer really relevant in the industry anymore. Mm -hmm. When you use sex to sell, if you lean into the abundant goddess and treat her with respect, she will show out like a lady in the streets. But then if you keep her like a freak in the sheet, she'll only ever be bubble letters and bubble gum flavors and dudes at Hemcon shows, hiring random people to display a product without any knowledge of the product. No offense to people that, that do that, but at iSpire, like we only work with people. We only bring on people that are real cannabis heads that are from the game, that understand it, won't embarrass us in conversations, are already down. They know the code. They take care of people. We know what a handshake means and we don't screw around. And a lot of these people are not from cannabis and they act like they're part of the movement and they miss the most important part, which is the code homie. And if you know, you know, and if you don't, it shows. So I just tell people who want to get into the cannabis industry, don't because she already has enough people purveying her and she already chose the people to steward her. And if you haven't already been called, you're coming for the wrong reasons and we don't need you. If you want to consult and help us with performance and spreadsheets, that's cool. Yeah. But you don't get to represent her in the community and in the marketplace. Not on my, not on my watch. I'm not about that life. Sorry if this is too radical. I don't know if this is, you know. Are you kidding me? Officially, uh, you know, sponsors. But at the end of the day, we we have very few opportunities. I mean, we're in a war right now. Like there's the COVID. Like I'm just so tired of the painting of lipstick on pigs. I want to know who people are, what they're about, and if they're about it. Thank and you. how I can support too. If there's inroads for us to lift together, there's no competition. We don't get competition. We don't even use that word. It's cooperation. Every yes. time a rising tide raises all boats and we all want this plant. There's no us and them internally. It's us and Uncle Sam and the stigma and yes. the war on drugs. Yeah. That's that's get, get your enemies right. Even me talking crap Ooh, about brands. That. Get your enemies right. Yes. Enemies right. And 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 with iSpire, all we ever say everywhere we go is like be your highest vibe self or don't be there. Like we will literally, mm -hmm. we're in a mood. We're just like, bruh, it ain't, we're, you know, like it ain't working. Like get, get some smoke, get some sleep, get some, you know, body work done, be, spend time with your family. We have unlimited yeah. pay time off for people. So it's like, go do you. Like we don't ever put that pressure because we've seen what this industry has done to people. And all, all of us who work at iSpire has been churned out and screwed over by the legal industry. And we've all been really hurt by it. And so we're coming not as victims, but as like thriving survivors that like can actually build from the rubble and compost all the crap that happened and build a new industry. Wow. Wow. Oh, I could feel that. Honestly, there were two other um, I Spire folks there and they were so just, God, the word is just like intentional and yeah. gentle. I felt gentle because, you know, remember I, um, 
maybe I shared my story, maybe not, but I came to cannabis or she came to me in 2011, you know, 30s, right? Um, 30 maybe. It was 2011 and 42 wow. now. Anyway, do the math. But oh, yeah, was, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm a Texas girl, you know, and, right. and you know, as a mom at 25 and, and just not something I did. I just didn't do it. I didn't know it was there for me though, either. I wasn't being educated. And so when I found out about it, I was like, this is some bullshit. And that's where Grow House Media came to be. And that's why we are here doing this feminized podcast right now. Hey, 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 I love a plant. <clears throat> but I mean, we need more, um, we need more real education. We don't need more marketing. We don't need to be marketed to. Uh, we'll we're smart. We do. Yeah, we see through. We're too savvy. And yeah. a lot of our marketers. You can't market to marketers. Mm-mm. Even millennials now on TikTok, they get it. Right. They know about Photoshop. They know about um, focus groups. They know about mm. how that that they're being data collected. A lot of oh, us, yeah. and do it. We know it and do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, buys ads. I like that. Hey TikTok, if we're on TikTok, um, you got my info. So <clears throat> that sucks. But you know that being said, let's learn some things. Let's use these channels to our advantage. You know, nobody can stop a podcast. That's what I love about podcasts. I mean, unless Spotify buys you. And then you're fucked. Even um, then, even then, then we'll figure it out. That. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like this is the perfect pl- perfect platform to have a real talk about real shit, be educated, be able to call ourselves out, you know, like. And call I ourselves in. Yes. Mm, call ourselves in. I love that so much. I So much. And, you know, I was called, I really, the plant was there for me when I needed it most. And I wanted to bring it back to my community in a way that they'd be like, yes, I could, I could have a gummy. And you know, that's happened. And that's happening, Luna. I well, see it. You're yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so beautiful and wonderful. And, and I just, I, I really feel like I, I serve to connect and, you know, connect communities and connect people and give people platforms. Like I want to promote you, you know, like, uh, whatever I promote myself yeah you do you know no you do no you do but I want to do more of that I want to put you you know I want to put you and all the other women that I think are so fucking interesting you know in a in a space and in a place where you might not regularly be you know and boom somebody's brain just like lights up the thing is you can't if you can't see it you can't be it and after teaching so long in in schools and especially being um, a white presenting female in a mm-hmm. black and brown school because I was teaching um, Spanish speakers and um, immigrant students for many years in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Like they, ha- I m- built my room around around leaders that look like them and have it. We would study all of their history and mm-hmm. like make sure that their language felt seen because that it's really if you can't see you can't be. And it's the same thing with modeling. I like being out there. I don't care about my name being known or me being a legacy. Right. I have a mouthpiece and I like to use it. And if every time I do these talks, someone hits me up, a young woman, oh, you really gave me empowerment. Like even if just I hear that a couple times a week, like that's enough to show me that even if me just us blabbing for a half hour is just feels like it's nothing. And a lot of times it does. It really is for the bigger, greater awakening for the, you know, your friends who might be using glass of wine and SSRIs, if they could just pop a gummy and still hang out with their kids and not pass out or get sloppy. Right. Like, that's a life, that's, these are life-changing things. These are right. not like, like, 
I mean, I just got this really cool like compost machine that's sitting behind the computer. It's like a, a, a Kickstarter thing. And it was, I got it because it feel, felt revolutionary. And it's like, that's cool. And it's, you know, it costs all this money and I'm going to make the world a better place, but it's not really changing my life. If I right. spent $30 on this, this can change my life in one night if I'm having an issue. So mm. you know, like my sister didn't know that she and I both didn't know we had hella food allergies for our whole lives. And we were always smoking before and after eating, always smoking our, and our parents were like, bro, you guys smoke too much. And we're like, I don't know. feels good. feels better. Well, then we realized like we, you know, we're Ashkenazi G. So we're like lactose intolerant, gluten intolerant, soy intolerant, mm. all these things. But we weren't realizing that cannabis was allowing us to sit through, through dinner and with wow. our families, wow. like on a consistent basis. And we, we, yeah. we just thought we were stoners that we liked it. We didn't, we were medical patients and didn't even know we were medical patients. I wow. still, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think I'm just doing it for fun because I'm smoking or passing it around. They go, Oh my God, my shoulders just dropped. I don't even know I needed them. I think mm-hmm. I'm just doing it to get a buzz, but then I'm like, Oh, I actually needed to go to bed early. Like it's 11 yes. 30, whatever. I'm glad I'm high and my body's slowing down. Cause if I was out and on some other, you know, stimulant, yeah. coffee, sugar, alcohol, which mm-hmm. I don't use mm-hmm. it's, it's, we, why shouldn't this be in our tool belt of things that we use, you know, especially right. with women trying to like empower ourselves to be more ourselves drinking mm-hmm. alcohol is not a good look and like if you can be buzzed and have a good time and have your body be relaxed and feel like an aphrodisiac or like wanting to dance or being pleasure centric without having the sloppiness or the blackouts why not mm-hmm. exactly you have to know it's like you are biohacking you know for for the rest of your life that hurt you know this is all we have and i'm like you know what works for me may not work for you, but that's okay. That's why we have choice. We live in America and it's beautiful. And what we're being kept from is the choice of this massive healing plant. Like we are truly, I mean, Texas, there's a little, there's a little door and most Texans are, uh, do qualify. Most Texans do qualify this year. Um, they allowed all cancer patients and uh, PTSD, PTSD patients. So that's how I qualified myself so it's kind of like a yes i got it but also like womp womp but it's cool you know i tracked my journey and it was very it was a healing thing for me and you know that's what i want texans to know and realize is this plant is for them and and maybe you make it look cool that's fun too hey it it doesn't have to be though it doesn't have to be cool Trust me, we it could be the endo- thing. We have an endocannabinoid system. What's cooler than that? My That's cat it. and my dog has an endocannabinoid system. We've been developing with this plant and evolving for thousands of years since the beginning yeah. of time. How 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 is that not sexy? How is that not automatically dope? It's endemic. It's in our bodies. Psilocybin, you don't get high off of psilocybin. No. You get half of what your endemic body produces. That's also why you get high, you know, delta hydroxy 11, the enzyme from the liver when you. Uh, yes. Delta hydroxy 11, when you get that lead feeling of being couch locked. It's, it's not the weed, it's your enzymes. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I want everyone to know is like, people would come in when I was doing demos like five, six years ago and they'd be like, oh, I'm having trouble sleeping. And I would just talk to them about their, their bedroom hygiene. We call, you call it hygiene. Like, is your phone away from you? Are you turning off the lights? Are you winding TV. down before bed? No TV, like mm-hmm. take a warm shower. I don't even mention cannabis to them. And then we get to know each other and they can tell that I care about them. And then I'm like, yeah, this one is really high in CBN. I really recommend it, I, but I don't do the gummy because it has sugar. So why are they giving people gummies for, with CBN? when it's for sleep and you're giving them, you know, all these grams. There's like any intentionality of like, if you know about this medicine and you know the best way to do it, go to the experts, like go to the best club you can find, go to the best hardware companies you can find, go to the best shows you can find and don't mess with street carts. Don't mess with, I mean, 
I like my other uh, local dealer if they're like growing in their backyard and like mm-hmm. you go by their house and like you have a joint with them and hang out with their dog and bring home an eighth. Like that's not what I'm talking about. That's still cottage industry. And I'm very supportive of that 100 mm. Um, But the unregulated and counterfeit industry that's presenting themselves as regulated with, with certificates of analysis and test results are not. They can doctor all that. So don't waste your time. Like just try to, you know, reach out to one of us. We have a short list of people that are good to work with and all of their brands and the places you can get them and just stick to that. At the end of the day, you already know off top, it's being seed to sale tracked. The negative downside of everyone voting yes on legalization Prop 64 in California, which was actually tax control and regulate. And it mm. killed the market really. It wasn't It wasn't legalization. Yeah, it, We already went through that hell. The only benefit of it is that it actually was tracked all the way through and you can actually find certificates of analysis that you can call the lab and, and verify. Right, right. So, so, so when you say that, you know, people, you say, you know, wholesalers who, you know, farms, um, you know, the people to go to if you need to get weed, basically in awesome. California. Yeah. yeah. And it's pretty much in a lot of the California. And you're in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This mm-hmm. movement. But a lot of yeah, them are state operators. So you could probably find like a, can- a California cannabis company in Texas, too. Yeah. Like- yeah. 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 So yeah I, would, I think so. I go I'll hit you up. Genetics as possible. Go to the yeah. people who are growing the genetics and stay one. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, I felt so when I lived in San Francisco is when I uh, was introduced to cannabis and, and my coworker, we were both working for this fucking crazy startup. Oh my God. We have to write a book. Jesus. And she just noticed I was very depressed and very, you know, just not doing well. And she's like, did you smoke or do you use cannabis? And I was just, you know, no, she's like, well, come on, let me, let me show you how. And her husband, um, she and her husband started the apothecarium. Yeah. Heidi and Ryan. Yes. Can you believe that the plant found me through them? And she brought me, she, we took a little streetcar to the Castro and she walked me in and there were, and it was closed and it was probably highly illegal, but she, they, they held my hand and they taught me about it. And I get so emotional when I think about it. Yes. yes. It saved me. And I also have the original Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> I know what it's really like. Wow. Not many people can say that. I can say that. No. You and it really did. Yourself. Yes. It's, it's our birthright. Yes. And people and women have been growing this since the beginning of time. It's buried in the most ancient tombs we've ever found with Chinese emperors. They say Jesus was anointed in hemp oil. I mean, like yes. our, our country was uh, founded on, on hemp. hemp. Like, let's be honest. This Canvas, is- cannabis, hemp. It's only been like this since 37, since Asimov oh, and his, and his reefer madness. It's right. Everyone's waking up. Thailand just decriminalized. Um, Germany just uh, 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 just went legal. Uh, we're going to. I'm going to Spain next week for Spanibus. They've been doing it. It's illegal there. They are very strong culture. Portugal decriminalized all drugs. Shit, I'm going to be water. there next week, dude. I mean, is, are there any rules aside from passport? Could I just hop on a plane? Um, no. I mean, I'm Texas Texan, so I feel like I can. I need a um, health uh, verification form. However, okay. Okay. Got it. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, um, but that's chill. It's, it's all chill. Yeah. They, 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 um, they need California or like the West coast include text, you know, all the, you know, this part, the Western yeah. United States, they need our IP. They need our passion. It's the same way that we brought to the, the, uh, the genetics in, um, the Emerald or not the Emerald cup, the high times cup in Amsterdam, the world mm-hmm. cup. 
Mm -hmm. Um, that was like a yearly thing. And, and, and California's in particular influenced that so much with our genetics and went across the whole world. So it really is important that we, it's the same. We talk about terroir a lot and it's a Mm -hmm. word we pulled from, um, cultivation and cultivars of wine. And so, mm-hmm. you, you know, they make jokes like you can't call it champagne uh, unless it's from the champagne region of France. Otherwise it's just sparkling wine. I just had this conversation in my kitchen 30 minutes ago. It's true because yeah. you can't, you can't, it's a living yeah. thing. And I learned that early in my stuff. life, my twenties, I was a fucking booze hound. So I understand. About that. Yeah. And you, and the other thing I wanted to say earlier, it's changing gears a little bit, but something I, you just said it again around alcohol is, We've had this um, ability culturally to practice with alcohol from a very young age. Most of us in middle school, right? Yeah. And so like you and a lot of other friends of mine didn't get into cannabis until 27 or 30. And so you've got... You've got these, 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 this two decades of practice with this substance in your body. You know, a glass of wine versus a shot of vodka versus a tequila mixed drink. Those three things you off top. When I said that, you already know yeah. one's three time, one's five time, and one's effing time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to like. We, you haven't had time to mature and co-create your relationship with this plant. Yes. Socially, we need this. So when people are like eating a 500 milligram brownie and then getting mad, sorry about my cat. Oh no, I love. Blaming the plant. Oh, it's cannabis. No, it was, it was set and setting. It was, it was dosage and education. Thank and you. So no one ever says, Oh, I got alcohol poisoning last week. I'm never drinking again. They're drinking the next day. Yeah. It's, it's so, you must, the hard part is analyzing what just went on. What do I feel about it? Why do I keep doing it? Oh shit. Hello. I'm listening. Oh, good. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you know, it's, it's the hard part is really thinking about the why, you know, why do I do it? And what does it do to me? And why do I continue to do it? You know, and if it ain't fun, if it doesn't make you feel good, if it doesn't make you feel vibrant, then what the fuck you doing? And then we have to talk therapy. Okay. And then we have to talk mental health, which is a very important subject, which is something I feel that cannabis allows us to do. At least for me, I'm able to really just get vulnerable. Jesus. My people are getting bombed in Ukraine right now. If I didn't have dads, I would be in panic mode. Oh, cannabis saved everyone. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. We proved ourselves and we were, I was an essential worker. Everyone else was, was home from work. And I was considered an essential worker for the first time in my life. I was, I have a master's in teaching, but everyone's joking. Oh, now you're selling weed. Ha ha. Like the joke, you know, uh, career. And I was, I was considered essential and like (laughs) to be like approved for vaccinations or whatever, because we were agricultural workers. No, we're essential, but now society's catching up and saying, Oh, this is actually, they're realizing now too, that fibromyalgia and other mystery um, immuno disorders are actually tied. They're finding a strong correlation with people who have under, um, under exercised um, endocannabinoid systems, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not getting, and you can get cannabinoids from eating healthy leafy greens and from like sex and massage, but mm-hmm. there's a correlation too between people who aren't smoking weed getting it or eating really healthy, organic, you know, greens, maybe, maybe, I don't know about that. I don't want to make assumptions about people's lifestyle choices, but they're finding now that by people not consuming some kind of cannabinoids, it is giving us dis-ease because the endocannabinoid system is the master regulatory system for all of our other systems, our nervous, our immune, and our endocrine. And mm. everything relates to our hormones, our adrenaline, and our, um, our T, you know, our, our immune cells. Everything. 
everything and even big pharma well big pharma loves it because they can sell us a whole bunch of shit a whole bunch of synthetic shit to deal with something that really could be managed with regular cannabinoid therapy oh that's scary though don't know stop it's gonna be bad and it's gonna kill people what well, the and, fuck? And when you're on SSRIs, you can't taper off or you can't take a different one. If you forget your birth control or any of these other things, like you're screwed if you don't have it within 24 hours with cannabis. Like you can go out in the backyard, pick yourself some. Like you don't have to wait. Like if the world ends or, you know, things yeah. go down, like and your Kaiser, you know, delivery doesn't come, you're screwed. But if you yeah. have cannabis growing in your backyard, you can stop your anxiety attack. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's like a first aid kit. Yes. It's a first aid kit for Mother Nature. Um, oh, I love that. That's a very, uh, natural, you know, visual and a very Texan, I think thought I, are you, have you ever been to Texas? Do you come to I Texas? Have, I have never been to Texas. I went to Dallas for a trade show last year for two days. So I don't Doesn't count it, but I've just, I just grew up in super progressive Northern California. Like Yay. I've just told my whole life and seen my whole life that Texas was not safe for progressives or for Jews or for anything. And the more people I meet from Texas and the more I hear about Texas, the more I'm like, wow, I was there. That You could say that of rural California. There is an, an ignorant people that are, you know, not, not necessarily high vibration everywhere. Right. And, you know, some of these things that I was always told that kept me away from middle America as I'm going and checking it out, like it's super chill. There's super beautiful things about it. And I'm so excited to get to know more about the cannabis culture there because mm-hmm. I like being in prohibition states. I like supporting prohibition states. It's a huge passion of mine because I'm privileged AF that I grew up. I was 11 years old when Prop 215 came out. So I had medical clubs within reaching distance of me since, uh, since sixth grade, I've been selling it, smoking it. And my family's, my family or friends, families were growing it the whole time I was growing up. So being steeped in that, why would I, why would I, you know, go anywhere else? But now that I'm an adult and I'm a businesswoman and I see what I can do, we need, like I said earlier, we need to export our IP and be there for people. Um, We do it on clubhouse. We do it through WhatsApp and signal groups. We do it on Facebook groups. We want to share this because it's, it's like when I was a teacher, I, I never charged anyone for my curriculum. Some teachers charge on a site to you pay for their curriculum. It's open source. If it's helping students get more literacy, how is that not, how is it not worth the 16 hours of my time it took to make it? Who cares? Oh, right. Right. Maybe not genetics, but like dosage, best practices, our SOPs, um, good connections, uh, banking, banking, uh, you know, ideas, like profits to donate to giving them best practices around corporate social responsibility and give back supporting Mm -hmm. them in communicating with their policymakers and lobbying and telling them what worked and what didn't work going to their, like Arizona, I go to their, uh, their, um, trade union or their trade Mm. organization cannabis i go there and i just share whatever i have because i'm an advocate for the plant i may work for ispire but i work for no brand i work for the plant and the people this brand buoys me and helps me get out there to do that work and i give back to them by helping keep them on track with cannabis culture and stuff but at the end of the day we need to be looking out for each other and these the brands that are actually showing up and coming through with good hardware that they know isn't going to break i've had this thing for a year the other brand that I told you that I've had, I would have four or five or six of them, or I would have to spend $80 on an atomizer. You don't ever have to replace this. Like 
I don't, I want people to have good experiences and not feel like they're getting bent over backwards just to consume. That to me feels very out of integrity, very, very low character. And it unfortunately is the majority of people in the cannabis branding space right now. Because unfortunately, when you're thinking about being a brand, you're trying to differentiate yourself and you're trying to be different, but really everyone's getting stuff from the same Alibaba cheap cartridges. They're right. all the same kind of marketing schemes and like if you look into their give back they're not giving anything back to the community they probably don't have women or people of color in their executives so that's something that i would say i mean i don't really know your audience or like your listeners what they're really interested in but as far as like business goes from b2b side Mm -hmm. absolutely need to be working with companies that acknowledge women and people of color in their executive teams or people who are decision makers at the company to some degree if, if if there's no representation of anyone like my ceo is chinese my cro is from canada um my marketing director is female and the, our whole our pretty much our entire marketing team is female um and i have two female reps and like that's my that's like my balance that we, you know, we bring that awareness of what are uh, us in the market. Cause we're all consumers. Like you need to have people in the room that are actually your target audience instead of talking about these people. Yes. So that's something that I would say too, that I really appreciate about Ispire and other companies that are like actually putting in their main best practices and like how they move forward with hiring and training is like, how are we making relationships and good vibes, the center of everything we do? Business is going to flow from there. We already know we have the best stuff. That's why you said it was a gentle vibe when you came to our booth. We don't have hard sales. People come to us. We don't, we don't advertise or like cold call. We are just here at doing people a favor at the end of the day. We're like, yes, let it, let us help you. Yeah. That was so much how it felt. I honestly thought that you guys were almost not, you weren't packing up, but you were just so chill. It was like, you know, that, 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 that conference is no joke. There's so much energy and so much hype and so much intensity, you know, groundedness to knowing that you have something special and having a good team. Like when you're the dopest in the room, like you don't have to like do the most. We end up doing it just because we're having so much fun. So we end up throwing wild parties and we like, we're flashy. We wear our our plug necklaces and our shiny, like we like to lean into that nod to the traditional culture of like fun, flashy, like, you know, bling, bling. So you know, yeah. but like that, that groundedness, you want to look for that in brands of like, if people are trying so hard, ask yourself what they're compensating for. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's typically an inferior product or over-promising and under-delivering, you know, and really trying to live up to the hype because you want to be, you know, number one, you know, it's like a race to the top of JV and it's just, uh, it's just embarrassing. I mean, you can see it a mile away, but you know, those people also are, are in a lot of ways paving the way, you know, they're taking the bullets and they're, you know, there, theirs is the product that kind of blows up and you learn from that product, you know? And so you got to give them props, um, okay. gotta give props or props are due. And that's, you know, we're all in this together. You know, it's about bringing the product to the consumer at a reasonable price, um, you know, good quality, letting everybody have a crack at the market. You know, why not? It just serves the consumer. And I agree. And no- so we like went from having like 20,000 cannabis operators in the state to like, like less than a thousand have licenses. And half of those are like just distributors or like labs 
but like cultivators and retailers are are like like the an extinction event a literal like by economic terms extinct they call it an, we've gone through multiple extinction events yeah so we actually it hurts the consumer because there there is consolidation and you've got Canadian companies that come in and back some of these brands that like consolidated and killed hella brands and like just fired everyone and just try to put it forward and didn't have any of the love in it. And so they were trying to sell the same packaging, but with no love and, mm. and it hurt, it does hurt because people were going back and asking, where's my, this, where's my, that I've been using it for 10 years, you know, Kiva's this, or, you know, it's like, Oh, that's off the shelves or, Oh, that company mm. went under, or, Oh, you can't, we can't package it that way anymore. Oh, you don't qualify to be a medical you know, person or, oh, you'll learn, you'll, you'll lose your gun license or you won't be able to buy a gun if you're, if you register as a patient in the state of California, like there's all these things that actually made, we, if we didn't do a trailer bill SB 34 to bring compassion back, people were not able to donate because we were having to pay full tax on the, on the full retail price, but we were trying to like donate a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. And then you'd have to pay $24,000 or something like that. It was like a crazy amount. Mm. Um, and so we had to like fight to get these things back. I used to be able to grow six plants per person when we had four people living at my house, that's six times four. Now it's one per household. Now, now there's an open container. If I have a joint in the back of my car or something like that, and they find it it's the same as having an open beer. So there's actually way, that's why I say I, every time, if anyone takes anything from this conversation, California did not legalize. We tax controlled and regulated something that we had already had a cottage industry around that we had a highly sophisticated 30 year medical system around. We were the first to pioneer it in the world. And the only reason 64 passed was the way it was written. People thought that they were decriminalizing it and they just handed it over to Sean Parker and Facebook and a bunch of these other big investors that were pushing it through Gavin Newsom. And they really botched it. They brought on metric, which is a C to sale tracking system that had was a proven bad actor in previous industries as a contractor. And they are horrible to work with. Their system goes down all the time and they've made people go out of business. The mm. regulatory system, the people regulating and writing the laws know nothing about cannabis. So they'll like, they, they do all these horrible things that like make you do like they, they make you burn the plant if it's if it doesn't test right or it, um, they make you change the font like you'll spend several thousand dollars on packaging and then these small companies have to go under because every time they buy packaging they change the font or they change the size or it has to be this or that and so essentially it's genocide of an entire culture we've watched them literally regulate us to death and i'm not being dramatic like 99 of people that i know five years ago that were thriving businesses are nowhere to be found and even if they are they're on instagram and then they get deleted off instagram and their one way of doing business is gone mm, that's just i'm so really grateful at the just candor you know that you're offering about this situation because from the outsider's perspective looking in it does look pretty fucking dire it just looks like big corporate cannabis is totally winning totally won and just totally fucked the farmer and you know as a texan thank you so much sorry you guys this conversation is so good you just can't wait to listen to it um sorry i had to get my uh charger so here we go. So as a Texan, you know, that shit's scary. That mm. shit is like, whoa, man. You know, we're an agricultural state. Mm. We grow over a third of the world's cotton. Um, <clears throat> I hear those dogs barking. I love them. <laughs> but we grow over a third of the world's cotton in West Texas alone. And that's a shit ton of cotton. Um, and, and, you know, it takes me on a whole hemp journey that we can talk about at another time. But we are taking away our farmers' economic liberty here in Texas when we tell them they can't grow anything. 
for themselves and for their families. Right. They don't care what we're growing. Right. Um, unless it's determination. <clears throat> yeah. It's sovereignty. It's autonomy. Yes. It's a rights issue. Yes. We can have all the guns in the world. All the guns in the world. You know, unless you're a felon and then you can't have a gun. But all the guns in the world, but no fucking seed, no weed. No weed. We can't grow a fucking seed in our backyard. Like medicine. Yeah. It's, it's how sick. you know it's a corporate oligarchy. That's how you know <clears throat> yeah. all the rhetoric is just what it is that is rhetoric. Good. Because if you actually look at it, it's the same thing with tobacco. You can't grow tobacco in your backyard if you know, like you're not even yeah. allowed to do these things. So, oh, well, yeah. Same with tobacco. You know, so they've done it before and they're following a little, you know, they're following in the footsteps of, of older bad laws and more racist laws. And it's something that I'm happy to just keep talking about with smart, smart women in the industry. And Jesus Christ, girl, you are fucking among among them. My God, I what knew can do for you. What can I what can we spend our last couple wow. of minutes talking about that would be most useful for you? OK, so we have three questions. I have three questions that I like to ask all of my guests before cool. I let you go. Okay. Um, and I'd like to ask you, dear Luna. As I take another dab, I'm flying to LA in an hour and a half. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Okay, baby. Okay. I got you. Wow. Um, on the move. So first question, Always. who, um, tell me who's in your dream smoke circle, dead or alive, three people. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, Frenchie cannoli. <laughs> oh, oh, Frenchie cannoli. RIP. Um, well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with dead Alex Zavell. He, um, was, he is a friend of ours that, uh, passed away at, at 25 years old, a few years ago, who was one of the main reasons why we have the equity program in Oakland that everywhere in the world copied that puts people of color first to address the harms of the war on drugs. Alex Zavell was an amazing, um, legal mind and advocate. Um, and he was always really fun to smoke with. Um, and my third one that comes to mind also is Zumbi, Zumbi from Zion I, he, uh, Stephen Gaines. He also recently passed. Um, unfortunately, he was um, killed by a security guard in a hospital um, while he was having an, an as, asthma attack. Um, that hasn't been officially announced, but that's pretty much what happened. Um, and he was a major advocate for the plant as a hip hop artist that always brought plant healing and plant medicine forward in his music and his lyrics. And he performed at a lot of cannabis events and supported me in everything that I did in cannabis and was always um, part of the movement. So those three are people that I've puffed tough with in life that are no longer with me that I'd love to smoke again with. And it would definitely be a Frenchie hookah, hash hookah. It would not be a joint. We would be puffing on Frenchie's, Frenchie's uh, yeah, his, his uh, temple balls. Oh God! What a, what a beautiful visual, and um, naturally, I have to invite myself because it's my game. Oh, <laughs> Excellent question. That, Thank that you. Um, it's beautiful. So, um, Zumbi, though, back to Zumbi. Um, when did that happen? That happened I, um, a little under a year ago, I would say, maybe eight months ago. I'm it, so yeah, we're devastated. Wow, I'm so um, I didn't know that. I um, I think I learned of him on Joe Rogan. I believe. Yeah. Um, and then I got into it. And I'm like, damn, Zumbi. Um, shit. God. Oh, only the good die young. Truly. Um, okay. So next question. What other woman is killing it in the game right now? What other woman is inspiring you? Something fierce, girl. Honestly, 
God, there's so many. I know. I get that answer so much. And it's so much fun smoking the ice spire with you. Like, this is a joy. I want you to come on all the time, okay? Tab life. Tab life, baby. Um, you know, there's so many amazing women that are like PhD scientists that are like changing patent laws and women like Jocelyn Sheltraw that are like, in, you know, like I'm thinking Mara Gordon and then Jocelyn Sheltraw who was like, heading up you know data and always present in the movement but honestly the person that's coming to mind for that came to mind first is betsy kabaker betsy kabaker is a an unbelievable social media maven she's worked for um jetty she works for glass house uh now um she's she's i love glass house yeah we love glass house so she's their social media and marketing person wow like garden society a woman-run edibles company one of the first to market she launched them like i met them at all the flowers like yeah they're amazing they're the bomb so she's no longer with them but she's their first person so like she's always women-led companies she's an adorable brilliant uh french jewish girl from los angeles who i met in san francisco she is a worldwide badass and she's very young she's like 10 years younger than me she's like in her late twenties, but she can, she's helped. She has helped every company I've ever connected her to build every metric that they've needed. She does it with grace. She's a real cannabis person. She loves the plant. She lives the lifestyle and she shows up and she's like very young, but not new to the plant and I, or to the industry. And I really like that we have that kind of infusion of new energy that we're passing the torch. Cause a lot of these other women I'm thinking are like my age or older right. and like, I do honor them. I do a lot of, most of my time I'm honoring <laughs> elders, but I also want to like really just shout out young people that are, could be doing anything. Like she could be doing this for like Amazon or something and making like a million dollars a year and right. she's gotten screwed over by so many different like you know just being a contractor not screwed over but like it the cannabis industry in general we're all just screwed over by being in an unsafe space where you can't bank you can't advertise you can't get insurance you can't get loans it's rough so mm. I just want to acknowledge like youth and millennials that could be doing literally anything else and chose this in a lot of ways, me included, right? Like I I sold my credential in teaching. I could go back to teaching. Um, and, but like, and it wouldn't be as stressful. I wouldn't be working as much. And that says a lot because it's a lot of work and a lot of stress to teach public school, but yeah, that like that I want, yeah, I just, that, that it would be Betsy for that reason. And she runs like seven different accounts and she's doing, they get deleted and she's just like mellow and like holds it all together in a really graceful way. And I appreciate it. Wow. Okay, good. I'm so, so excited to be like, mortified that I'm talking. About <laughs> well, good. Of course. Mortified. She's the voice of everyone else, but exactly. you know, who is giving her, you know, who is helping to tell her story or giving a platform and I'm going to hit you up, Betsy. Okay. So answer your DMS, <laughs> but, um, and I know she will, I'm sure she will. Um, okay. And the last question is what advice do you have for 13 year old Luna? Stand in your majesty, know why you were put here. Only vibrate highly. Don't ever let the low vibrations bring you low because it will actually harm you irreparably. Don't shave, don't shave your armpits, don't shave your legs, leave the peak buzz. You would, you're, you're fine, don't, don't do any of that stuff. Um, definitely um, that love is not a lich, a lech, a leechy or mirroring person that's shining your light back to you or taking it from you. Love is other lights that actually beam warmth into you that have 
real material, measurable, objectively helpful, positive influence in your life. Mm. And walk down in people reflecting your light back at you. Don't let these leeches suck from you. It's a two, one of those two-way mirrors where they can see you and you can't see them. Nah. I want, I want warmth coming from other places. I'm tired of being the only thing and everyone looking to me and wanting to take no. Like Ani DeFranco said, all these feminists and women who say, thank you for standing up for, for me. She says, man, you make my job harder. Y'all stand up for yourselves and y'all be loud. So I don't have to do all this work for you. Right. I don't want you. I don't want to be a woman leader. Like I was saying earlier in our conversation, like it's really sad that we have to do all these like female focused stuff. Like it's, it's, this is just normal. Like just be a badass and be good at your job and be a cool person and let's go. But unfortunately, that's what it is. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's the way the world works. And um, you are, wow, that was some, that was some deep wisdom, man. That was really, really deep. I love that. The armpit hair part. <laughs> especially, especially, I should do that. Um, yeah. I actually cut my nipple in the shower when I was a teenager. Cause I was cutting, I was shaving my armpits so right. I just fucking, I stopped for like a year. So I did experience that. And then there was an air and then you found out what an air was and you're like, never. Yeah. Do I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. Why, 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 why? But you know, it's a, it's a shared trauma. It's a shared trauma that we have and we do it and we have funny stories and we, we live to tell the tale. Shit creeps survivors. Also, like the armpit hair and caring what people think are also linked because it's like, there's this, there's this, there's this lack of knowing that we, that we have in ourselves and this abundance of belief in other and, yeah. and, and whether it's the priest or the government or, or your parents or an abusive partner, or just a, a higher hierarchy above you of power, mm. anything that, anything that takes you away from your power. And I'm not talking about like being full of yourself or any kind of like, um, like selfishness, but just being full in yourself, just fill yourself up in, don't yes. make yourself small. Yes. Like if things aren't resonating with you, let them bounce off of you. Don't go looking like we were talking about earlier, that scarcity mindset of seeking, just mm -hmm. know if you're vibrating and doing work on yourself and doing good work in your day to day, that yoga karma that Buddhists talk about, about just yes. doing dishes with intention, mowing the lawn with intention, knowing that you're doing this as a gift to yes. your surrounding. That's what it means to be in the cannabis space to, for me as a woman in the cannabis space is yes. resonating that out. And all that will attract to me will come to me. And what's not for me ain't for me, homie. You feel me? I feel you so hard, girl. Ain't got time for the trolls and the haters. Ain't got time for people to doubt me. Ain't got time for people that think that they know me and don't. I'm a very public figure. People have all kinds of opinions about me. Most people really love me, actually. But man, yeah. if I cared about what people thought, even from this video, I'll probably, you know, get some someone will roll their eyes or whatever. And at the end of the day, let them try. You know, and living authentically to I'll me cut is more than any, any uh, validation from people I don't know. Or, Absolutely. Or that I do know and that don't love me and that... If you ain't, if you ain't helping me build an empire and, and you're not utilizing me to build yours and we're not growing and building together, I don't really have time. There's 8 billion people on this planet. I ain't got time for that. Uh, I'd rather go to Texas and hang out with my girl Liz. That part, that part, that, that part. part. And I'm going to introduce you to some of the nicest, most gracious, most beautiful Texans. And they'll hold you so tight in their arms and you'll just, we'll just two-step across the state. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be so fun. Everything's bigger in Texas. I hope that's true for the doinks and the blunts. Mm -hmm, girl, you know it is. You know, that's why I stay here. <laughs> but for real, for real, we do want you here as soon as possible. But how can people find you now? Where can people find you? 
Um, best way right now is just uh, I'm at Luna Stower. There's an underscore Luna L U N A underscore S T O W E R on Instagram. But if that goes down, it's just my name.com, lunastower.com. You can email me there, um, just my name at Gmail, Luna Stower at Gmail, and um, follow Get Ispire, I S P I R E, no N, mm-hmm. um, and see what we're doing. We're always out and about. Hit me up if you're um, you know, a retailer or a brand and you'd like to get some samples. We're always happy to send you guys some stuff to check out. So please reach out to us that way. You can DM, DM um, Get Ispire or me at Luna Stower and or just hit up Liz and be like, hey, holler at Luna, set us up with a meeting and we'll support you. And I'm here, I'm always available free mentoring and free consulting for any woman. Um, you get, you know, obviously as much of my time as you need. And that's an open door policy. Anytime I will stop anything I'm doing all day, any day to support a, a young or any woman um, in the space um, who wants to understand this and wants to integrate more because we need more feminine and divine feminine energy or, or men in the space. We're just right. feminists and are down for us. Like if you're oh, yeah. a, a dude who loves having females around him or a woman who presents as a dude or a dude who presents as a woman, if you feel like you want to be part of women in cannabis, hit me up. Holly. Amen. Amen. I love that. Um, and you mentioned, I mean, just, just everything you're saying is just so in line with, you know, what we are trying to be about, trying to promote, you know, trying to get more of. Um, so we're throwing a party during South by Southwest. It's happening next month. Okay. Right. It's happening on yeah. sun- Sunday, 313. Sunday, fun day, 313. No. In Barcelona, boo. But my, oh. but some of my team. But the team will be there. Maybe Nakisa can come out um, and some of the rest. There's going to be four of us in Barcelona, but yeah, I won't. I won't. That, that would be hella fun. And, See, that's yeah. the kind of thing I want to come to Texas for. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and you know what, though? You will be there because we are doing a dab bar. Oh, perfect. And we are doing, we have three of these babies. And we are getting the juiciest Texas dabs. And our guests, um, so we're co-hosting with Happy Monkey. And the party is benefiting Last Prisoner Project. And we'll have Michael Thompson and Steve doing a fireside chat. So Ispire is going to be there. So it's because you're so beautiful and wonderful and generous. So all of our toys are coming out to play. And we've got some awesome sponsors, you know, sponsoring that. But um, okay, so people will find you. People will look for you, Luna. Um, I just want you on here more, though, okay? Can we just do this again some more times? You know, I'm telling you, I, this, to me, this is the work. And it's funny because some people would say like, you know, I aspire doesn't, you know, you're on the clock or why are you helping people? They brought me on because they love that I do this work and they want me doing this work. And that's the thing about, and that's why I wear it on my chest proud. That's why I'm constantly, I've been to, you know, 40 something cities in the past eight months for this company because they want, they want this space to broaden and deepen in scope and in vibration and we're doing it and they uphold me and they love it and they show up and show out and they support me to do this work. So I'm going to kick ass and do the best that I can to bring the people what they need, which is a good quality, high, high quality, quality, high. Uh, with dope hardware, bitches. Um, oh, I, I love you, Luna. <laughs> I love you so much. Liz. I appreciate your time. Shout out to Liz oh, for introducing us. Hey, seriously, Liz Blaze is going to be on very soon. I just, it's a matter of sending a damn email, okay? You know how it is. You know how it is. And it's also universal timing, I think. If you'd like more, subscribe to the Feminized Podcast on YouTube. Follow at Feminized with Liz Grow on Instagram. Special thanks to our sponsors, Moose Labs and Richard's Rainwater. The Feminized Podcast is a Grow House Media production created by Liz Grow, produced by Patrick Pope, Dance Red. 
with original theme music and audio mixing by Q at Q to King Productions in New Braunfels, Texas.